In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, relationship patterns. Are they helping you or hurting you? The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. It is I, your humble servant, the cute dog in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie. Hello. And we are here today to talk to you about patterns in your relationship, in some that are healthy and some that are harmful. See how I did a couple of H words there? It really makes it seem more official. Oh, is that it? When you, you know, couple them up with H words. Uh-huh. Helpful or harmful? Now, before we get started, I want to make sure that you know that there are new email addresses for us. So make sure that you utilize them. Remember to like and subscribe wherever you are on the podcast. Also be advised that we are now starting to put out some video on YouTube, which is pretty cool. I appreciate the response to that as well. So you can email us Quincy at mvsmpodcast.com or Jeannie at mvsmpodcast.com. Check the show notes for the proper spelling and make sure you go to manversusmarriagepodcast.com and become a subscriber. We will be wrapping up our contest to win that 30-minute Zoom, so make sure you get in on that. And now we will talk about patterns and what brings this show on is our failure to realize those patterns and we keep going through the same cycle over and over again so shouldn't this be where we suck too where we suck version two (laughs) and that uh being the last episode that came out that was that one is also if you're listening on audio Go ahead, listen, that's fine, but actually make sure that you go see it again on YouTube because that one is a video, and uh, I haven't gone back to watch it, but there were some really in-the-moment situations going on there. Yeah, we kind of have our own therapy when we do these things. (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely therapy for us, and that's what we hope to accomplish in this particular episode is to have you take a step back and look at the patterns in your relationship and see if it's helping you and if it's not why don't you change it which is the epiphany i came to during the last episode and it's like wait a minute how do we not see this already because there, like in the business that i'm in there's a busy season i'm sure there's one for every you know every business there is but i've been doing the same business for nearly 22 years so you know come may uh, of every year, you start ramping up, and the busy season just can overwhelm you, especially, you know, in, in really in any of our positions. You just get to that point where you are, you know, pedal to the metal, the hammer's all the way down, and you're working. And there have been times during our relationship, like when the pandemic hit, and I was in that mode with Kevin Hart after listening to his book and saying, hey, no matter what it is, work harder. Work harder. Work harder. Yeah, you took that one to heart big time. I did. I did. But when shortly thereafter, when the pandemic hit, I didn't make 
a change. I did not make an adjustment. So an adjustment was definitely necessary because things closed down. We didn't get our time away. And there was an interruption in what we had built for a successful year for our relationship because we were investing in us. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, if this is what happens, just work harder. And then it just put an absolute strain on our relationship because every single day and the weekends was all about working harder to accomplish these goals we had set for ourselves. But I wasn't smart enough to look back, take a step back and say, oh, wait a minute, we need to make an adjustment because it's like a sports theme. You got to take what the defense gives you. You go in with a script for your first X amount of plays, but that doesn't mean the defense is going to comply. So you have adjustments that need to be made after each series, depending on how that series ends and, and what, what you know, adjustments the defense makes. And we didn't make any, and it hurt us. And in each year, uh, come the busy season, you can go back in the podcast and look for episodes May through October, and I believe you'll see a pattern there, which is, Busy, 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 busy. <laughs> lots and lots of busy, and then us having disconnect, and mm -hmm. you know, us having you know some things in our relationship um, just becoming habitual, and it and it doesn't help anything. And then it goes from our connection, our connection with sex, and that becomes routine. And then you're just kind of going through the motions for several months out of the year. Now, fortunately, we come back and we make it right. We mm -hmm. find a way to work through that. But why not do the work on the front side? Why not prepare for what is to come and say, these are the things that we have noticed, even just taking a step back over the last couple months and saying, this is what we've noticed. One of the other things that we took out of what we do was our weekly discussion <clears throat> about our uh, our schedule. We it, didn't have one. Yeah, the for pandemic. For a long time, we just didn't have one. Everybody was home. Everybody was here. There was no one to take anywhere because where are we going to go? Groceries were being delivered because I couldn't take kids into the store. We didn't have any sports or extracurriculars going on at the time. You know, other than the fact that I was taking a couple of them to go running to keep up their their um, fitness level so they'd be ready when the sport came back. But mm -hmm. Other than that, we really just kind of, we let life dictate to us what we should be doing, and we just went along with it. Yeah, and that's kind of the way we have always been. When adversity hits, we generally just put our nose down and, and forge forward, mm -hmm. but... It's to get through it. We try to survive through it, and once we get through it, then we'll make adjustments. Yeah, and that's I, our pattern. And the the weird thing is, is that when things are going chaotic, family wise, I'll have a stop everything moment. So why am I not utilizing that tool for our relationship? And that's I'm gonna make a note of that. Mm -hmm. <coughs> stop everything moments. So in this, what we're going to do is just ask you, fellas, and the ladies out there listening, we're going to ask you to go on the same path that we have. Because what we do is we take this and we put our journey out there. 
And by putting our journey out there, even though your relationship may not be exactly the same, you can see some of the nuances that go on in, in our relationship, and then you can kind of apply those where they fit to your relationship. So maybe things feel distant or routine, or there's in a pattern, there's a pattern going on, and you're feeling like you're not connecting like you should, and it, all of a sudden it's an oh crap moment, and you're like, what? What's going on? And I wonder, does she feel the same? Or, you know, does he feel the same? What the heck is happening? So, for what it's worth, take this journey episode, listen to the things that we've been through, and then apply them where they fit in your relationship. And maybe it may, it may not be a perfect fit, but it is something that will give you some awareness. I don't want you to go nitpicking your relationship. I just want you to go based on, you know, what is happening. <coughs> It went down the wrong pipe. That's not my Jeez, fault. Jeez, woman. That's not my fault. It went down the wrong side. I think, I think there's some kind of pattern for you when the podcast microphones go to turn on, you just start coughing automatically. <coughs> Stop it. <coughs> okay, so the question I want you to ask yourself is, are the patterns in your life, in your relationship, even your career, in your parenting... Are they helping you? Are they harming you? And how can you utilize that information to make your situation better? Now, this may seem obvious, but I'm just going to tell you, do more of what helps your life. And then what's not helping you, you, re you need to reshape that so that you can use it to help move your life and your relationship forward. Your, your relationship is a living thing, so it's important that you continue to nurture that so it continues to grow. You do not want it to stagnate. Anything that stagnates, there's problems, whether it's mosquitoes, mold. It, you just don't want that in your relationship. So here's some patterns for us that help, and then we'll talk about some examples of stuff that harms our relationship um, date nights and the funny thing is is these can both be on each list oh yeah because taking date nights seriously for us really helps invest in our relationship where we get to just focus on our marriage we know we have something to look forward to from week to week where it's just us and it hasn't been just us in a very long time um, now, conversely, there can be patterns of when date night is not helping your relationship uh, because it gets mundane, it gets routine, and it gets boring. Early on in our, uh, in our marriage, as we were turning it around, um, I thought just getting Jeannie out of the house was great. I thought, hey, I'm taking her out to a movie, and this is what she wants. She just wants to get away from all the chaos that is our house. And in reality, what she wanted was quality time. There again, I didn't realize it. I, well, I, no, there's nothing wrong with going to the movies once in a while. We still do that, but I needed the conversation and connection because at the time, and in, in the beginning, I was with little people 24-7, and little people don't know how to have an adult conversation. So my day consisted of, cartoons and storybooks and building blocks and whatever 
imaginative thing they were coming up with that day, you know, cooking me fake food or whatever it was, but I didn't have grown-up conversation. And even having friends and, and whatnot and talking on the phone, it just wasn't the same as connecting with Quincy. You know, we we weren't talking about anything outside of house business at the time because that's pretty much all we had the time and the, the energy for because we were exhausted. Um, <clears throat> but now the problem with the date night wasn't we were going to the movies all the time when pandemic hit. We're having date night at home. We're watching movies. We're having conversation upstairs. Sometimes we're sitting by the fire. But then that started to become routine. And we weren't changing anything up. It was like every Tuesday night we knew we were going to do this, this, and this. This was the pattern. And neither one of us thought we need to change this. Something's, you know, it, it just became routine rather than, you know, hey, let's go somewhere. And when we finally did start getting spontaneous, Kids won't leave us alone. Yeah, it's fun. It's a funny mix because you want to have, you enjoy the connection with your children that you've built. You know, when you're like parenting on purpose, not perfection, but then your kids are like, hey, you know, I don't know. They kind of go in between. It's like great. It's date night. Kids free night. They can do what they want. But then somehow they seem to migrate up the stairs and knock on our door for the most random or ridiculous things. Or and come it's... out in the backyard to ask us stuff or start blowing up our phone with text messages or call in the middle of a movie. We finally get out of the house and we're getting text messages during dinner. Hey, can we do this? Hey, can we watch this? Or we get a phone call. We're leaving town. We get a phone call. Hey, can we watch this movie? It's like, what part of if you are not bleeding and it is not an emergency... Do not call me. Are we missing? No doubt. <clears throat> Early on when we started, you know, this process of making our marriage better, when I would get home, it would be like um, two managers of a business doing a shift change. Yeah. So I'd come home and Jeannie would just tell me all the bad things the kids did and then she would be off. And I don't even know if that was at the time when I would come home. At some point, I would come home, let you go take a bath and kind of unwind for your day and I would take over um with the kids and but it's not you know during the process of us kind of working through that I would just hear all the naughty things that the kids did for the day or where they were frustrated or you know what happened and so I would come home from managing people to managing people yeah and it was like holy cow I would just be in the the mindset of Okay, I'm dealing out consequences. And how fun is that when dad comes home if he's just dealing the pain out all the time and harping on the kids for all the things they did wrong during the day when they're just being kids. I'm not saying it's not real, but it, you know, we had to make some adjustments in that area as well. So now I get to come home, change my clothes, and get some time to decompress from work and then come downstairs and be dad. Obviously, mommy still gets the first hug and kiss because it's she deserves it. That is, that, is, <laughs> that is a ritual, ladies and gentlemen. So, and we've talked about that in an earlier podcast about do you design the way that you leave in the morning and that you come home in the evening? Is there anything intentional about that? Because Jeannie and I have non-negotiables. I don't leave without getting a kiss in the morning. And when she when I come home, she gets the first hug and the first kiss. And kids, being kids, 
funny, creative. Sometimes they'll try to sucker you into, mm-hmm. you know. It's a game to see if they can get him to break the pattern. Yeah, pattern. and sometimes it happens. My brain is blitzed. But that was another piece of coming into to date night, you know, especially during the busy season is come home, get changed, get food, sit in the chair, turn on the TV, watch TV, whether it's a movie or a show, eat, pass out. Then he gets a bath. Maybe we have some sex. But it was all routine. Mm-hmm. And uh, as much as I love sex, when it gets to be routine, the connection starts to fizzle out. Yeah. And that is, you you want to avoid that. Now, our most latest uh, date night, we had some work to do preparing for the podcast. We knew that in advance. Uh, but we made a fire. It's nice because the weather's cooling down also. But we made a fire. It was a beautiful fire. We sat by the fire, ate our food, and just stared into the flames. And there's something that's so therapeutic about it. I don't understand what it is. Oh, I love it. I love it. When when the weather gets like this, I will start a fire about 5 o'clock outside. I'll turn the grill on, and I will go sit by the fire by myself and cook dinner on the grill and set the timer on my phone. And when the kids start coming outside to ask questions, like, nope, nah, nope, fire's on. you got to leave me alone. This is my... My downtime because it it's it just kind of pulls you away from everything. But one of the things you did not touch on yet, and I think you should, is um, when we go through these patterns. There's a certain mindset that we both kind of have, and I don't know why we haven't caught this yet. This is one of those things that when I finally do catch it, I am constantly pissed at myself. Aha moment because, coming. Well. We have, I have this tendency. I'm not going to speak for you. You can speak for yourself. But when busy season comes and, you know, you're tired, I know you're stressed. With the pandemic, things were way different because everybody's rules changed. So you're not just adjusting to busy season. You're adjusting to busy season with new rules, which were constantly changing. Yeah. And then you're dealing with the mentality of people constantly changing because the rules are changing. So if... If you're dealing with someone like me in a business, anybody, not just Quincy, but anybody dealing with someone like me, and you give me the rules on Monday, and come Thursday, company said, you know what, there's been a change, we're going to do the policy this way. That, for me, is a speed bump, because you've given me three days to currently adjust. I'm finally getting the swing of what you want me to do, and, oh, wait, stop, we're doing this different, we're changing it all the way again. I would lose my ever-loving mind, and you would hate me within a week or two because I could not adjust that quickly and not everybody is wired to change that quickly. But then there are those who take certain verbiage or certain leniencies with rules and kind of, you know, we have friends who stopped working and um, started collecting because that's what had to happen to keep their family afloat. But now they don't want to go back to work. They just rather keep collecting than go back to a job and it's it's hard to get out of that mindset for some people because it was handed to them that way. Guys, how would you like the opportunity to have a Zoom meeting with me, the Q-Dog, and my wife, Jeannie? That's right, a 30-minute Zoom meeting you can have if you go over to manversusmarriagepodcast.com, become a subscriber. That will enter your name in for a chance to win this exciting contest. 
Now listen, if you got a homeboy who listens, or maybe he doesn't listen, send him over to manversusmarriagepodcast.com, have him become a subscriber, and that will enter him to win. Then he sends me an email at coach at manversusmarriagepodcast.com, and guess what? That will enter you another time. There is no limit to how many times you can be entered, so go there now to manversusmarriagepodcast.com, become a subscriber, have your friends do the same, and alert me via email, and you could win the MVSM meet and greet via Zoom with Quincy and Jeannie from Man vs. Marriage, the podcast. That's right. I'll see you there. Go get it done. Don't be a slacker. Get to work. Q-Dog is out. So when we were going through all of this, my my personal thought was, you know what? He's dealing with work. He's dealing with stress. He's got a lot going on. Yeah, things are kind of mundane and they're getting in routine, but he's so tired. I'm just, I don't want to fuss with it. I'm just going to put what I need on the back burner. We'll, we'll figure it out. It's fine. We'll figure it out. That for me is one of the patterns that Rita would probably club me over the head for right now. Mm-hmm. Because the biggest thing in the beginning of this was stop putting yourself on the back burner. Stop putting my own needs on the back burner. But it is such a familiar mindset of Quincy and kids come first that I could just push my stuff aside. And then by the time I realize I'm getting snippy, I'm getting pissed at people for stupid stuff, every little minute change in scheduling behavior, anything, I'm flipping out and I'm getting snappy left and right. And by the time I figured out, okay, we're not connecting. We're talking, we're having conversation, we're working on the show, we're, we're still having sex, we're still having date night, but something is missing. Yeah. But you get so caught in, we'll figure it out. It's okay. It's, we just got to get through this hardship and then we'll figure it out. We just got to get through this this new drama that's going on and, and we'll be fine. We'll figure it out. But if you don't call it in the moment, sometimes you don't figure it out. It starts eating at you and you find yourself going, why am I so pissed off right now? Why is this frustrating so much? Why are you getting mad at me getting mad at me because I'm having a moment and you can't stand that I'm frustrated. So now you're frustrated because why am I frustrated? Mm-hmm. And it's really it's stupid because... If I would have just said in the beginning, okay, I think we need to change something up. Something's not connecting here. I'm missing something. Can you help me figure out what's missing? Even if you can't pinpoint it, if we talk it out enough, I'm sure we'll figure it out. Yeah. But it was just what what it ends up being is we weren't getting our time. We mm-hmm. were getting date night. We were having sex. We were having our, our time at home. But we were not getting our time. When we were going out to dinner, we're both so tired that, I mean, we're talking, but we are both yawning at the table, exhausted. We, we By the time we're done, we're like, we could have cooked a steak better than this, and we could have enjoyed the comfort of our own chairs. Mm-hmm. But we got out just to get out. It's hard, because you get into the routine of, we'll get there, we'll figure it out. We'll just, we'll just go through it, and when this is over, we'll be fine. But when this is over, there's always something else behind it. Yeah, and we as human beings tend to just stick with what's comfortable and the and take the path of least resistance and after a number of weeks or months you look back and it's like something's off yeah something is off because you're not really 
maintaining your relationship. You're not investing in your relationship. And part of that, you know, part of your disconnect was you were worried about me being exhausted. And you kind of just, like we all do, made decisions for me without consulting me. Because mm-hmm. I'll do the same for you. And in order, in order to get on the front side of that, you have to regularly check in. Just because, you know, we talked about hard talks and we've had plenty of them throughout the years, you know, it usually comes when we're silent about our needs not getting met. Mm-hmm. And so that happens after time. There's a couple of tells for me when you're starting to put distance between you and the, and the world. And pat, pattern number one is you, you're pretty sharp on your attitude anyway. Mm-hmm. But when you get... When the daggers come out for things that are just like, that's a basic thing. And you're getting all fired up about it. Something's going on. And then when you read excessively, that is like, that tells me that something is off. Well, there's a difference between reading, because I'm reading for pleasure, and reading to escape. If I'm reading to escape, I don't hear anything going on around me. I can literally put myself into a bubble you guys could be in the room talking, playing games, doing whatever. I will not hear a thing. I am in my own zone and I am gone. I know and that. And that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's usually um, when I just, I'm escaping from it. I'm getting away from whatever's going on because it's eating at me. That's two things that I notice. And you notice it about me. You know, the things, I have my own tells. We shouldn't allow those situations, though, to prevent us from talking and kind of doing the reboot, mm-hmm. you know, even as sophisticated as our phones are, our computers are, sometimes they have overload and they require a reboot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that will fix some of the patterns that are going on that are disconnected within your computer. It gives you a fresh reboot. And those are things that we need. An example of, of patterns that help us, another one is getting our long drives, our nights away. And yeah. those those had shut down. And uh, recently we were able to get out on a on one of those drives and, and get a night away. And it was not the greatest hotel. I mean, it wasn't yeah. as bad as having somebody come knock on the door right in the middle of the good times at 1 in the morning. But... We couldn't even get to the good times because people around us were so freaking loud. I couldn't, I couldn't tune anything out. I couldn't tune anything one side is so loud with conversation, and it's like, you know, 1230 when we arrived. We weren't there five minutes. I turned around and I was like, oh, this is not going to work. Because I can't focus on us if all I can hear is outside chatter and people talking. And, you know, they're, they're griping about some stuff, which is fine. Do your thing. But these walls are really, really, really thin. It tells me why the people on the other side had, had the their music, music up so, so loud. loud. They were doing other things, but their music was loud enough to try and... They were trying to cover it, but it was just like we were sandwiched between just absolute chaos in my mind because I'm just sitting in the middle thinking, oh my gosh, my my plan was to get here, to have a little, you know, one-on-one time, have our conversation on the ride up, make our, our getaway time special, and then sleep in 
because we don't get to do that at home. Right. And then we were going to go spend the day, have a nice lunch, go do a hockey game. Like, we were getting back into a normal routine. And, yeah, it it was not what I thought it would be. I mean, we, we managed to maneuver around it eventually, but it was just like, that takes a lot to get out of my head. <laughs> yeah, it does. And, you know, the, the fact is, is that I was... I was with the mindset, you know what, this is just not going to work out. So, you know, I was about to throw the towel in, so to speak. And I was like, yeah, forget it. I'm just going to make the best of this situation. It's not going to be, you know, the time investment. It's not going to be the sex that we had in our mind mm-hmm. that we were going up there. But it's like, you know, I'm just going to take matters into my own hands, no pun intended, and, and get this party started and at least get us some away from home sex time. Yeah, there's a big difference between what we do at home and what we do away. Yeah, there has to be. These walls are thin, too. <laughs> These walls are nosy. <laughs> they are. They are. <clears throat> um, and then, what is another pattern, if you can if you can think of anything, that, that helps our relationship? I had two examples down, and then figure maybe we get one in the moment. Um, spontaneity works really well for us. And, um, you know... The fact that we have a normal date night is one thing, but when you text me a couple weeks ago and said, hey, this movie's playing, what do you think? Let's go. Yeah. That, that for me is a huge emotional boost because it wasn't planned, and now I'm excited because, hey, you came up with something and we're going to go do something, and I don't really have to look very hard for a babysitter at the moment. Thank you, Jesus. So, you know, um, it was real easy to switch gears and go, okay, um, I've got to get this, this, and this done by this time frame, and we're out of here. And it it just kind of gave me a jump start, I guess, for that evening. It's interesting because there are speed bumps that shut you down, and there's speed bumps that get you excited. Well, there's a difference because... <clears throat> Come <me>. on! <laughs> we have... An excessive amount of people with schedules and routines and people who need me to do various things at various times and none of them are capable of like giving me a whole hell of a lot of notice it's like oh hey by the way tomorrow I'm gonna be after school for an hour so I'm gonna need you to pick me up an hour later yeah um no I have an appointment at that time for myself to go to the chiropractor or what have you. And it's like, there's no thought given to asking, hey, can you do this? Or my teacher wants me to do this and texting me. I mean, they have their phones. They text me during the day. It's not that difficult. You text me about miscellaneous crap all day long. (laughs) And it's like, why didn't you think to text me in front of your teacher and say, hey, the teacher wants me to stay after tomorrow. Do you think this will work? Do you have anything going on? Because there are nine other people that I am responsible for Mm -hmm. at any given moment. Those kind of things throw me off and make me angry because now I have to readjust, not just myself, but I may have to readjust someone else to accommodate because I didn't have enough notice, you know? Yeah. Those things kind of trip me out. Um, But spontaneity for me, especially when it's you and me getting away or doing something that's just us, that's a totally different kind of speed bump. Oh, yeah. Because that's, you're asking me to put everything else aside and let's go do this for two hours. 
it still screws with my schedule and I'm still going to be behind, but I would rather stay up late for two hours after you've gone to sleep and have the two hours to ourselves because we don't get it anymore. Yeah. You know, within the last year and a half or 18 months, we just have not been able to get a lot. We've had, what, three, maybe? Three real outings of just the two of us in about 18 months where we've gone away and, like, gone to Big Bear for a couple of days or we've gone out to, um, you know, an overnight here or there, but nothing nothing like we were where it was a weekend every month and we knew for sure. Yeah. You know, it's just, it wasn't the same. Well, fortunately, you know, we've realized the errors of our way. It only took three years. Yeah, right. But hey, here we are. Um, Some examples of things that harmed our relationship, not to the point of, you know, breaking our relationship up, but just it harms the growth and the connection. It stunts it, and then you, you find yourself arguing over things that, when you're, once the argument is going on and you're kind of halfway through it, you're going, why the hell are we arguing? Yeah. Like, this isn't us. This isn't what we do. That's, that's when you know this, this is starting to wear on us because we don't really argue hardcore anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So number one would be the busy season during my, my career and, uh, or school. Or the busy season during school. True. Uh, excessive frustrations due to, and you can fill in the blank there. Um, Finances, school, kids, autism. Yeah. And that, and that is like a, that's a product of us not connecting. Mm-hmm. And then routine sex. Even though, you know, there is a certain result each time we have sex, or at least 99% of the time, mm. you know, an orgasm doesn't necessarily replace connection. Well, there's a difference between us getting sex in because we need to get sex in, not just for the connection, but because there's a physical necessity to reset the body and to, you know, there are things that become painful when you let them sit for too long, but, um, you know, and I'm not in the habit of needing to use do things myself. That's just not yeah. It's not what I want. But at the same time, if you're not warming up to it, you're not getting the foreplay in, you're not being playful and getting the connection in or getting the massages in or or whatever it is that you do to add to it, if those things are suddenly no longer on the table, you're not fully connecting. You're just getting in to get it done and make sure that we're on the same page and we're both physically getting a need met because an orgasm definitely resets the brain. But that that's what it becomes. Is, is I hate the word, but it's basically doing each other a service. It's a reset, but it's not a connection. Yeah, I would say um, because of life and parenting and whatnot, there are times where you need to get your 10 minutes in um, quickies are good just do them right okay but it's sex is so much for lack of a better term deeper than that um, but w- those are some of the things some of the patterns that we get into because we're not we're not being vigilant about checking in and making sure how each other is doing because we just start survival mode yeah. and that's not healthy 
there are times where you just have to grin and bear it and get through it. But it can't be week after week and month after month without getting some time to authentically sit down and say, hey, here's where I'm at. Where are you? And how are you feeling? And is there something I can do to help you feel better? Is there something we can do that makes us feel like we're not just surviving through this time? Even though it's busy, it's crazy, etc. There are, you've got to, it, it is imperative for you to take a step back and see where your relationship is. And yeah, for a moment you can be frustrated, but the fact is, is that you can actually turn this around and you can feel the joy and excitement of rebooting that connection. I think we have to be willing to say no. Like when, when busy season comes around and um, I'll just use your job as an example, because sometimes with your job, you feel like you don't have the ability to say no yeah. because of the position that you're in. And the problem with that is if we're not getting time and we're not connecting and the job is becoming the priority over whatever else is going on, then at some point, irregardless of backlash, you have to be willing to say, no, I, I need 24 hours and you've got to shut down. We, we experienced this on our vacation because the first three days there, you were on your phone constantly with yeah. work crap. And it was like, we're here for 10 days with the family. We've been waiting an entire year mm -hmm. for these 10 days. They can live without you for 10 days. Yeah. And it was so hard for all of us because no one wants to, you know, tell their boss off or tell the people off that you work with and say, look, you got to leave me alone. But at the same time, only because of the position that you're in. And I, and I understand that, you know, everybody has their, their place. You don't want to say no because you don't want to get in trouble or you don't want the backlash when you get back. But where's your priority? Well, I say no for a different reason, but I had to, and it was, you know, there's nothing about telling my boss off or any of it. I had to step away because my first responsibility is to my family, exactly. no matter how you look at it. My first obligation, my first responsibility, my first dedication belongs to my family. That's has to be my number one. And you can renegotiate things, but at a certain point, it was like, you know what? This has to move forward without me for now. Because when we go on a full, a full family vacation, the first three or four days is never relaxation for you and I. No, because the... the just a quick glimpse. We take a 10-day vacation. We go to stay in a, in a rental house, okay? We are taking 11 people into a house that is not ours. We don't know how it actually looks compared to what the pictures show you online. So when we get there, the first thing we do is we scope out closets, storage space, the pantry, the refrigerators, what kind of pots and pans do we have. Like, we have to check the setup. Majority of the places we go to are set up for two to four people, mm -hmm. okay? That's not going to fly with our situation. The second thing we have to do is Quincy and I have to sit down and say, okay, we've got to hit this grocery store and this grocery store and this location because we have to have these things function because we're not eating out. That's just our rule. We don't eat out when we travel. So that takes us a good two days just to get the grocery part down because rental houses don't have three freezers and two refrigerators to house what we deal with. They don't have a five-foot pantry like we do to take care of what we do. They don't have 
childproof things for Kirsten. Yeah. Who is a tornado in and of herself. That's like letting the Tasmanian devil loose in somebody's house. So the first thing we do is we go through and everything that can be broken, snatched, thrown, used as weaponry, it all gets cleared out and put in a closet somewhere. Gotta go hide it somewhere. You know, we try to warn them ahead of time, but this is our routine. We've got to make sure where are the cameras. Do we have a way to tell when they get in and out of the doors? Is there something that gives us a notice? Who's going to be on what shift? You know, there's a whole routine. But even when you and I go away for a weekend and we're taking, you know, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday... Friday night is always, we just get there and we do nothing. It's like, get in, check out the room, get in your comfy clothes, turn on the Netflix, and just decompress for the first night. Mm-hmm. There, There's no expectation of, oh, we're going to go and we're going to... If it happens, great, it happens, but that's not usually the mindset. The first night is get rid of work, get rid of the kids... Get into a comfortable mindset and just nine times out of ten, we both fall asleep on the couch when we first get there for a couple of hours. But mm-hmm. we need that downtime and that ability to just kind of adjust to the fact that, okay, I'm, I have no responsibilities now. You know, it, it's a lot. It is really a lot when we take off. And when you're, you're busy with work issues or, you know, trying to deal with other things that are coming up. And Hunter and Kirsten in a foreign place is all hands on deck. That's specifically the part I'm talking about because the other things are expected, which this is expected too, but getting autism to settle in. Um, By the time they figure it out, we're leaving. Yeah, it, it is a, it's a full-time job. Jeannie and I don't really truly get to relax, and we get a lot of help from the kids. Make no mistake, the kids are a lifesaver. They help us tremendously. But there's really... No true relaxation when we go away on a family vacation. No. You know, we can't just turn the kids loose because uh, Hunter and Kirsten, they'll destroy and they'll wander and they'll be gone. Yeah. So, and, and I don't expect, like, the people I work with to understand that part or my leadership to understand that part. It is our life. It's not until we get away together that we get to fully relax. Well, and even then, but like I said, the first night for me, it's like, okay, are they going to text me? Is everybody going to be okay? You know, it's like getting into the, the mindset of, I don't have to hear mom over and over and over again, or even knocking on the door, but you wait, especially lately, because it seems like every date night, somebody's calling for something. So it's like, okay, are they going to call me? Are they going to want something? And lo and behold, he did, too. We weren't on the road 40 minutes, and the phone rang. Can we do this? Like, I'm going to choke you. I'm yeah. Just, I'm just going to choke you. And maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's a note to another pattern for us that we say, here's the reason to call us. Otherwise, it will be deferred to Gracie, and she will make the decision. Yeah. So do not call us. We love you, but leave us alone. Right. Uh, that might have to be another house Note to rule. self. Anyway. Note to self. We have to do that. So that, you know... Um, these are things that we've noticed. It was an epiphany a couple episodes ago as we were talking. Like we say, this is therapy for us. The podcast is therapy for us. And, and we give you a peek behind the curtain, so to speak, to see what it is that we go through. I think pretty soon I'm going to have some of the kids on so they can they can give their side of some of this and you know talk about me as a parent and what they think about our marriage and et cetera. I think that's something that I, I'm going to do. Our kids are so freaking cool. Um <laughs> So with that, that's going to be the journey episode of Relationship Patterns. How can they help 
or harm your relationship. Um, and then we're going to give you a game plan. The next episode will be a game plan, and it'll be quick. Maybe. It'll be quick, just pointers on how to how to pinpoint what it is, and then how to make a plan to move forward. That is a big deal. Wherever you are, I know this episode uh, is a snapshot of a moment in time, but I just want to give a major shout-out to the Alabama Crimson Tide that kept the streak alive at 15, beating the Tennessee Volunteers. Take that, put it in your cigar, and smoke it. Smoke them if you got them, boys and girls. Roll Tide. Honey, anything else? No, I'm good. You are good. All right. She is Jeannie Moran. I am Quincy Moran, and this is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast.